Hey, Hello, everybody. Everyone. It's Earth Month. Happy April. Lyndon Drew Scott here. This is At Home, this a show home. where we talk with artists, experts, leaders, dreamers, and doers about the impact that they're creating in this world, starting right at home. And we get to talk with each other. Uh, yes, most importantly. <laughs> yes, because it is our chance to learn more about our relationships with ourselves, each other, communities, and the planet. Because we truly believe that any difference we want to make out there in this big world starts right here, wherever we are, with ourselves at, at home. At home. Dun, dun, dun. On to the show. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not <laughs> mine. Help protect what matters most with all this plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hello again. <laughs> For anyone who is new here at home, we are just super excited to have you here during one of our favorite months of the year. Actually, and I want to back up a little bit to let you know about at home. I mean, we talk about the planet quite a bit because sustainable and being eco-conscious is such an important thing for us. So at home was us having conversations. We wanted to slow down from our busy work pace. <laughs> <laughs> so busy. But we wanted to have more conversations about things that were important to us and actually take the time for us to connect more with each other. Yeah, It's hard to do when we're always go, 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 and we don't stop to stare <laughs> into each other's eyes and connect. Side note, this is what we had to do in order to talk to each other more. We had to have a podcast. <laughs> yes. Is that sad or is that great? I think that's great. This is this is our way of making sure that we had like uninterrupted time. Uh, this is our uninterrupted private time with each other that we share with the world. Yeah, that's fine. Is that still private we're, time? We're literally like locked in a room right now. No one else can bother us. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's like an escape room. Help, Not saying that I want to escape or do I. Help. Anyway, yeah, when we started the podcast at home, it's so weird that we called it at home. I mean, because we've all been at home. Anyway, um, we wanted to share all of the things that home meant to us and all of the things that we wanted to learn about home beyond design. And we really try, we're still, you know, figuring it out. We try to look at the different aspects of home. So like home as in like our bodies, home yeah. as in like our physical home. And then also home is in this planet that we all share together. Yeah. And so, you know, we've had great conversations over the past year and a half with, um, you know, so many people. So many people. You know, if we're talking about the planet, we're talking about Ashlyn and Philippe Cousteau. We're talking about Kimball Musk and the gardens that he builds and schools all around the country. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're talking about relationships and communication, we had great conversations with Sonny and Ashley in their book, Rare Breed. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of a breakthrough book for you and me and, and like you understanding me more. 
It was. <laughs> and me understanding you more. But also you look at Greg McEwen in his book, Essentialism, that was a definite breakthrough for yes. me and how I need to prioritize. Oh if I do gosh. everything, it means nothing's essential. Oh my gosh. And it's like a re repracticing of, of that all the time. Greg, we need you back. <laughs> Come back. Um, and what else? We even had a feng shui expert, um, Laura Serrano. Um, she did a tour of our house, a virtual tour. And even Rain Wilson and, and Holiday oh Reinhorn talking about the Baha'i faith. I think there's so many aspects of life that we're so curious about and learning from people's stories. That is what At Home is all about. So thank you for joining us on this journey. Back to this month, why April is so important. Number one. Um, because my sister's name is April. Yes. Number two. It's Earth Month. Yes. Number three, which is my number one. Wait, number three, which is your number one? Your birthday. You, oh, I thought you were going to say your birthday. I was like, wow, that's very self-centered. <laughs> that's probably like number number 17 or something. It's also my birthday. Number seven. Oh. Linda's born on Earth Day, April 22nd. Yeah. And then I'm born on April 28th. So do you have a birthday wish list for this year? What? Yeah, I have 33 things. Okay, let's hear it. Because I'm only 33. <laughs> I've been on pause for 10 years. Uh, no, I don't really have a, a wish list right now. I mean, the one thing that I really want right now, which would be amazing for my birthday, is to get some FaceTime with family, mm -hmm. which nobody's had for quite some time. So that'll come later in the year, mm -hmm. hopefully. But What about um, as a kid? Did you have, like, did you always make a list or like, did you secretly... Yeah, you know what? Jonathan and I would conspire. If there was something that we really wanted, because we shared everything, all our toys and everything were shared, I think we would try to like subliminally message or we would like leave the words of what it was like on a notepad or we would find like an article and leave it on the desk open to that page. <laughs> so so I'm just picturing like your your mom comes out of the, sh the sh shower or something and the mirror is all foggy and it just says sword yeah exactly <laughs> race car so, something like that like we thought we were clever and i'm sure looking back as an adult we we're like oh my gosh we were the dumbest but uh yeah like are those the kinds of things you would wish for yeah because i mean it, again as an adult i don't want toys and stuff but all kids you you want wanted toys and so i remember there was a time where micro machines i was obsessed with micro machines and so anywhere I could get those, but also old coins. And so if my dad or my mom could just give me, they literally could have just grabbed change and given me change. I would have been excited because I just liked any coins that looked old. So nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> except for you the still want older. swords and coins. How about you? When you were a kid, was it, were there certain things that you had on your wish list or what? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I am pretty sure anything Disney was always on my wish list. Um, Sing-alongs? Anything, yeah. I mean, we had the Disney sing-along Laserdiscs. Hmm. Oh, wow, Laserdiscs. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anything Disney. I remember when the Disney store first opened at our local mall and walking into that store was like walking into Disneyland. It was like a dream. It was a dream. Had you been to Disneyland at that point? I think so. I think so. In your mind, you had been five... Every night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember wanting a Minnie Mouse house that had like a secret pen and like stamp. I wish I still had it. 
I didn't keep a lot of my kids' stuff. I think I just like handed them down. I, I'm sure we can find them. Somebody else is getting enjoyment out of it. I did reorder a lamp that a Mickey Mouse lamp that I had as a kid, and it and came. I, yeah. And I um, found it on eBay, and then when I got it, the ear was broken, so I still have yet to uh-huh. glue it back on. But it was my favorite room decor. Oh boy! <laughs> Better fix that here. <laughs> Uh, so as an adult, do you have a birthday wish list? Yes. Oh, really? I want... She's totally trying to make something up right now. <laughs> I can read it in her face like an open book. Uh, Why don't you share our shared birthday wish? Ooh, okay, okay. We have a shared birthday wish because we're so cheesy like that. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to blow out the candles at the same time. Except for I don't like the, the dirtiness of blowing a candle so we'll just kind of like wave our hands in front of it. And yeah, but we're going to be the only ones eating the cake. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, yeah. blow away. Okay, are you ready for our shared birthday wish? We want to plant 10,000 10, trees. But with your help, please. Yes. So if you haven't heard of One Tree Planted, they're an amazing organization and they make it very simple to help people plant trees. Basically, $1 equals planting one tree. Yep. I can get down with that math. Yeah. And there there are many ways you can give back to supporting the planet. But what we like here is that it's so simple and trees clean the air that we breathe. They pull the carbon out of our atmosphere and they... You know, protect biodiversity. It cleans the water we drink. And for real, like I've always wanted to have a tree planting birthday party. And I thought last year was going to be the year I did it. And then I thought like this year was going to be the year I did it. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Like I just want to gather all of our friends and family and like wear cute overalls and plant trees. And I, I did this, I mean... You did? When, yeah, when I was younger, I actually went out and we were on a hillside. I grew up in, in BC, just outside of Vancouver in Canada. And um, we were out on some hillside somewhere and it was part of a school project, I think. And we all got to plant trees. And so I lived out your dream um, as a young kid. One day you'll get <laughs> to do it. Well, we're going to do it all together even though it's going to be virtually. So we're going to post the link in the show notes and we'll be sharing it on socials as well. So we would love for you to join us. And if you can donate a dollar, it is going to help plant a tree. And and if you can't come up with a dollar to donate, there are many ways that you can support the planet. You can also volunteer your time. You can spread the word on social media as well. Maybe share this link with some of your friends. Mm -hmm. You can, what else can you do? Maybe you don't flush every time you use the the toilet. That's a simple way, also a gross way, but that's a simple way to save water. But my pee doesn't stink all the time, Uh, only after asparagus. Mine does. Yeah, I know. TMI. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Also, actually, don't run your water when you're brushing your teeth. In fact, here's a little thing that we learned from Ashlyn and Philippe Cousteau. You don't even have to put water on your toothpaste when it's on your toothbrush. That's the old school way of thinking when it used to be powdered tooth cleaner and not toothpaste <laughs> little information you didn't know that was cool yeah we we had no idea and now we don't wet our toothbrush until mm-hmm. of course we're like we have to rinse yeah um what else unplug appliances when you're not using them go to local farmers markets and su- support sustainable small businesses um maybe we should just create a blog post about this because there are so many little tips we that will. make a big difference there's gonna be a link you guys can follow the link just for some simple little things you can do to make a difference for a planet and honestly these little differences imagine if every person on this planet made these little changes wow 
What a difference Captain it would make. Captain Planet. So that's it. We just have one wish for this month and hopefully you guys can help us plant 10,000 trees by the end of the month. By the end of the month? Yes. Do you I think, think we're going to be able to do it? With everyone's in one help, month? we will we will do this. Positive okay. affirmations. Okay, putting it out there. It's going to be a great month. Through the whatever waves, we're doing a wavy hand thingy. Wavelengths. Wavelengths? Sure. I put it out there. <laughs> it is going to be... All right, come join our virtual tree planting party. I don't know what that was. It's going to be a weird. lot of tree hugging this month. We're going we're gonna to be busy. Another thing we're super excited about this month is that we are collaborating with Emma, Environmental Media Association, for the entire month of April for all of our episodes. Exactly. All of our guests are board members or affiliated with the Environmental Media Association in some way. Um, and, and if you don't know about Emma, Emma supports in our industry, production and entertainment, they're supporting making sure that anyone affiliated with our industry is improving their green practices. They actually have the Emma Green Seal, which makes sure that people are doing their best to be eco-conscious. And this is also a way that they support everyone else around the country and around the world. I love Emma Talks. They have experts from Harvard as well that come on to talk about environmental practices and things that we can do ourselves at mm -hmm. home. And overall, they work to empower and educate through storytelling and entertainment, all to create a unified voice for Mother Earth. And actually, one of our guests this month is Lance Bass from InSync. He's an entrepreneur, he's an eco-activist, and he's also a co-chair at Emma. Pop. Nerdy pop. Did you say nerdy pop? <laughs> I'm a nerdy pop. <laughs> Um, we also have Eric Bang on the podcast this month, and he is uh, head of innovation at H&M Foundation. I am extremely interested to dig in there because you have a large, large corporation like H&M to see what they're doing to lead the way yeah. to be innovative in the eco space. It's pretty set, cool. To set a great example for other companies as well. Mm-hmm. So lots of great guests this month, Stay but tuned. let's start off with a little story time. Linda, tell me one of your old dirty habits. What? One of your bad, non-eco-conscious dirty habits. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. All right, Linda, don't hide it. <laughs> Share with us your old dirty habit. Your non-eco-conscious dirty habit. All right. What was it? When oh, was it? I'm sure there were many. I think I had a bad habit of not turning off lights at one point. Is that the worst you can come up with for a dirty habit? Like a, a polluting, non-healthy habit? That is terrible. It's, it's such a waste of energy. It is a waste of energy. We used to pile stumps from our property on the ranch. We would pile them up. Like the size of a stumps? building and burn them. What do you mean pile stumps? From the, when we're clearing the land and clearing the property, we would oh. pile up all these stumps and then we would just burn it. Well, that's just layers of and dirtiness. Then you, and then you also would use an accelerant on it so it would burn more. Oh my so gosh. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. know. I mean, 40 
years ago or whatever it was. I mean, our family wasn't as conscious about what that was doing, polluting. Oh, I, I know another one. I am pretty sure that I sprayed the weeds on our, uh, like our front and back lawns with whatever the heck that was, like weed, weed killer. I don't even know what was in it. Go dirtier. What's something else? <laughs> I have a bad habit of ordering food. Like ordering like delivery or yeah. takeout? Oh, so you mean like waste, like uh, packaging waste? Totally, yeah. But now I like that you can select um, restaurants that have sustainable packaging. Like it comes in Yeah, or compostable paper. or, yeah. yeah. So that's a good thing. I mean, it's one step um, in the right direction. But, okay. So whenever I see uh, an old photo even from like, I don't know, like five years ago. And I see a water bottle beside us. I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing. But isn't it funny? You look back even just a few years ago, we just never thought about it. I mean, that, that was the thing. We just did not think about it. And we thought, you know, it's just the regular thing to do. And then the moment we started thinking about this single use plastic being thrown out into the oceans or what, wherever it ends up going. Well, you think it's being recycled and then, yeah. yeah. Which is a whole other thing. I mean, guys, we could talk forever. If anyone out there gets a chance to check out our makers episode, Kelly Murphy with Refillery LA, she was telling us the stats as well that most people don't realize when you recycle, you think everything's being recycled, but a large majority does not get recycled. It doesn't go where it's supposed to go. So feels so betrayed. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, focusing back in, there are many things. I mean, even over over the last ten years, you know, we fly a lot, a lot, yeah. and then you think about how much pollution we're putting into the air flying. We try to offset our carbon footprint, but. When you're doing a lot of travel like that, I mean, how can you offset that much? It's tough. Can we never go back to that again? I really never want to. Pinky swear. I pinky swear that we will get rid of any non-essential travel. And I really, really hope we're going to have fancy electric taxis and Ubers in the next couple of years. Wouldn't that oh, be I thought amazing? you were going to say like planes. No, I'm saying like plane Ubers, like oh. like plane. Plubers. Yeah, plubers. <laughs> Let's get those plubers going. Well, hey, do you remember styrofoam cups? Yes. That was nasty. That was nasty. But you know, it's so weird. Styrofoam cups reminds, remind me of like hot cocoa. Remember you, you would go on like school field trips and you would have that big thermos with the hot cocoa. and you'd, Yeah. Yeah. Stacks and stacks of yeah. styrofoam cups. And then after you're done, everything's just tossed. Yeah. All the garbage. I do remember, I mean, I guess we can go on and on about our old stories. <laughs> um, let's let's go on and on about like good stories. Well, I do remember my mom and dad were not about waste. Mm -hmm. You never wasted food on your plate. My mom made the perfect amount or she would make meals and she would freeze extras and then we or, would have days and days of food. Or you told me that if you didn't finish your dinner, you would get it for breakfast. Yes, I would. And so I didn't like carrots and peas for breakfast. It was pretty gross. We never uh, wasted as well. Um, my mom froze everything. Our feet, our freezer, our freezer was always packed full. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm sure there were things in there that were like eight years old, like not even exaggerating. You know, it's funny. We never use our freezer except for ice cream. <laughs> um, but my family was the same. Like my mom and dad had, we had a, our freezer in the kitchen. Then there's a secondary yeah. like deep freeze, the we big had one that in the garage. And it was always full. And we use, my mom and dad used it all the time. So we're, I guess, does that mean we're just, eating out too much or cooking in the moment more. Or they make too much. Yeah. But yeah, we not, we always had to finish every single grain of rice 
because my mom said, if you don't finish your rice or if you throw rice in the garbage, when you, in your afterlife, you're going to eat all of those like grains of rice, but they're going to be maggots. Ew. Your mom told you that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my so gosh. I, I like licked my bowl clean all the time. <laughs> Smart mama fan. <laughs> I, um, I think that's hilarious. I was just told my mom would guilt me and say, you realize how many kids are out there that don't have a meal in front of them and yeah. you're not eating your carrots. Eat your carrots. And uh, yeah, also things too, like like repurposing and reusing. I, maybe it's the cheap Scott in, in our family kind of thing, but uh, nothing was wasted. And my dad would even use things down until it was so worn down, like you can't reuse it again, but he would keep on trying. Um, yeah, so I mean, there, there were yeah. I remember good efforts. Um, going to my aunt's place in Michigan. And I, I always think about this because I thought it was so clever. She... In, in the bathroom, she had an empty um, shampoo bottle, a plastic shampoo bottle, but she cut the side of it open and then she tied it somehow to the faucet so that the water would come out further. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, she, interesting. Yeah. Like she would attach the the shampoo bottle horizontally to the faucet so that the water would dr- like drain out further. Mm, but how is that an energy saver, not just a convenience for your hands? No, I just thought it was like, oh, no, this was in the bathtub. I just thought it was like a fun use of, like reuse of a bottle. Oh, I was going to be like, you're still know. using the same amount of water, so it's not exactly no, saving but anything. Like, why yeah. Does, yeah, well, I maybe, don't know what the purpose Maybe was, it's but. just, you know, innovation, yeah. I just thought uh, it was cool that she used that to like redirect water. Kind well, of. I was going to say something that is cool for redirecting water. When we were younger, I remember my dad did not like us wasting so much water flushing the toilet. So in the tank, he just took like a two liter bottle and he filled it and he put it in the tank. I think it was a two liter or I think at one point he used a brick. But anyway, he basically filled a space in the tank so that they wouldn't use as much water. And so when it was in there, it would fill except for that space. And so every time you would flush, you're using actually like a third the amount of water. Oh, that's where you got the idea from. Yes. We were, do you remember what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> we were at a cottage two like two or three years ago now, maybe two years ago, um, with our friends and the toilet uh or the water was running low because they, they were running off of whatever. Anyway, you f- put a wine bottle. That sounds really gross right now. You put a wine bottle in the tank, in the toilet tank. Right. Do you remember that? So that we could f- flush. Still. Without wasting all the water. Yeah. Because uh-huh. yeah, we were on uh, potable water. Yeah. 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 See, I'm brilliant. I learned something from my parents. <laughs> I can remember being down at the barns. We, we grew up on a ranch. And I thought you were going to say you grew up in a barn. I grew up in a barn. <laughs> at one point, I did live in a barn. That's a whole other story. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I can remember being down at the barns with my parents and the horses are there and our dogs running around. There were the barn cats. And I can remember my mom just saying, see all of them. This is why we got to take care of the planet. This is why we all have to support each other. And we're smart enough to make sure we're doing things that can protect all of the family here that we have, all the animals. And mm-hmm. and that really gave me a respect for respecting the planet. It, it is It is insane how intelligent humans are or can be. Yet we're the most destructive. 
Mm-hmm. I also think it's pretty fascinating how intelligent the planet is mm-hmm. and how regenerative they don't the need us. Is. They don't need us. I mean, I mean, it does not need us. <laughs> well, if we weren't here, the planet would be thriving. It would be yeah. lush and green and beautiful. Um, but it's a matter of now we are aware of what we can do. We are learning every day. We're doing things to make a difference. Government policy is making a difference slowly and surely. Like we have amazing rebates here in California. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we have our solar panels now. Yeah. So drastic things yeah. that are making a big difference. Be my hype man. <laughs> yeah. Boop, boop, uh, did you hear boop. my shoulder pop just now? Oh, shoulder pop. Um, <laughs> you know, nowadays it is a lot easier and we're also more aware, especially with the internet as well. We're able to see more and learn more about what mm-hmm. we can do. It, it's pretty fascinating to me to think our parents' generation that didn't have any of this access or knowledge, the things they were still trying to do to make a difference. Yeah, and I... I think we have lots to learn from other cultures who have been practicing um, more environmentally friendly. Uh, we're living more environmentally friendly lifestyles, mm-hmm. you know, for generations. Like this is just the way they live. So I'm excited to learn more from those communities, um, and also from young people all across the world. Mm-hmm. All the young cool people. Yeah, they're the ones that are smart. I mean. If I was just listening to the older generation, like my dad, we would all be drawing one bath and we would all share it to save water. I would rather put a- That's pretty eco-friendly. I would think it's disgusting. (laughs) I would rather do a low flow shower and just all take five minute showers. Less disgusting. I don't need someone's dirt water all over my body. It's like bathing in someone's backwash. Some ideas are good. Some ideas are disgusting. Can be improved on. (laughs) (laughs) But at least hearing all the ideas will make us weed through the bad ones and see the good ones. For me, I I don't know when my love for the planet like started. You must being born on Earth Day. Everyone and their dog must have been saying to you every day on your birthday, look, it's Linda. Are you Mother Earth? I would think that that would like ingrain in you at a young age. That's what your friends sound like. Hey, Linda, are you Mother Earth? (laughs) Earth? Wouldn't they? Like, Did people not say that to you when you were a kid? No. Did they not realize? I mean, maybe, but I also don't go around being like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I would or, think. Or did I? Yeah, I don't I'm know. sure you I, did. I don't know. I don't think I did. Okay. I mean, I, I like to have birthday parties, but. Well, I, I just assumed, I mean, I've known you over 10 years. I just assumed because you were born on Earth Day that from as young as you can remember, everyone was reinforcing the fact that you're the ultimate Earth conscious person. No, but I, I think I really loved that. Like I've always loved that I was born on Earth Day because I was like, oh, I get to share a birthday with Mother Earth. And I, I do remember ordering a book from Scholastic and it was this tiny like four by four inch book. I think it was called Love Your Mother or something like that. And it was just a, a kid's book on um, tips on how to be friendlier. To the planet. It's cool to think back though. Like there's there's so many memories I do have of where you don't even realize your parents are instilling something in you, but they are. So as adults, skill testing question for you. Do you know when Earth Day officially started? Yeah, when I was born. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. 1970. 
This yeah. was the birth of the so not, modern environmental movement. So not that long ago. No, 15 years before you were born. When, when, when do you think you were officially aware of Earth Day and that you shared that birthday? I think all throughout school. I remember in school, we always celebrated Earth Day and they would teach us about recycling. Well, first reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So we, yeah, that was instilled in us very early on. Did your friends all get together for your birthday and did I sing, Linda, it's your Earth Day, going <laughs> to recycle for your Earth? No? Okay. <laughs> no. I, I would have done that for you. I wish you were my friend when I was back then. <laughs> when oh, I was back then, what the? <laughs> when you were back then, I was already graduated. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think at home, like, my mom would also reuse everything. Um, and she, she would save everything. So this is where I get it from. It's called hoarding. <laughs> no, but I find uses for it. Your uses are piling up in closets and on desks until finally I'm like, we need to do would something with this. Would you like to look at your spaces? Shh, we're talking about you right now. <laughs> yeah. And she would, she would sew her own clothes and I would get all the fabric scraps. Let me just point out, talking about collecting and things that she never uses, Linda has her mom's old sewing machine and table, which is literally from like 1960. 60? Okay, 1970. It's totally a 70s table. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And um, anyway, Linda has this in her craft room, mm -hmm. has never used it. I've used it once. Okay, once. And then it got... It just got really messy and now it's, yeah. Yeah, now it's just a table with a gigantic, enormous sewing machine built into it that doesn't yeah, work. so it works. It's messy, so it doesn't work the way you like, but- Oh my gosh. It's collected in But it's it here. works. Mm hmm And it's awesome. And you've used it how many times? Once. Okay. Um, let's, I'm looking around the room. I'm, I'm fetching for things that Drew has only used once. Oh, Oh, your basketballs. How many times have you touched those? I gave those away. Oh, you did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not using them. Oh, okay. When I get a hoop, I'll get a new one. Did you actually give them away? Yeah. I mean, I have basketballs that are like from the NBA All-Star Celebrity game that I don't play with. Those are just special balls. Oh. I like to protect my special balls. Okay. I just don't like to hold on to things I'm not going to use. I would rather donate them and give them to somebody who wants to use them. Yeah, I agree. And all of the things that I've been saving, like toilet paper rolls, I'm going to give to someone. <laughs> wow. Like such a They're story. so lucky. Can't um, wait for... I bet those people are like, just, oh, wow, Linda's giving me a gift for my birthday. It's an empty toilet paper roll. Just wait. Gee, thanks. Just wait till you see their faces. Oh, God. So this is for no. you. You're, you're just going to record all their faces, their no. disappointed looks. It's going to be a great gift. So I've been saving, like, paper scraps, um, like, paper bags and containers. I love boxes. Boxes are just so pretty. And these paper, toilet paper rolls, which are so sturdy. I'm not going to just toss them out. So I'm... Stop looking at me like I'm crazy. It's just that you're, you're getting so excited like kids would get excited for candy. Exactly. Okay, wait. So I'm going to package all of these up into these boxes that I've, you know, from whatever we've ordered. Um, and I'm going to call it What the Craft because I'm going to put all of these like random things into these boxes and give them to the kids, to, uh -huh. our, to our nieces and nephew. 
and I'm going to challenge them to make something. And then I'll record their looks of disappointment when they realize there's no candy in there. <laughs> it's like, this is not Minecraft. No, actually, like I, I think that is cool, though, because it's the same when I was a kid, too. I didn't care about all the fancy, expensive toys or you anything that people are friends with. I wanted the box. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to play and create something of my own with miscellaneous things. So you're basically giving a MacGyver kit to these yeah. kids. Yeah, so if you're lucky... I'll get one too. You'll get one too. Yes. And we'll see what you can make out of it. I like it. <laughs> it's going to be great. When does this start? This. We'll start this month. All right. I yeah. look forward to that. Saturday's art day, according to Will. So. Sounds good. Sad art day is what he said. Man, <laughs> this, this is going to be a fun month. We're going to be planting 10,000 trees. Ooh. We have What the Craft. And... More nature walks. Ooh, that'll be great. It's a must. It is a must. I think that's amazing. Also, I have something special planned for your birthday. You, you're going to plant more trees? I'm not telling you a thing. Oh, maybe I have something planned for your birthday. Something planned for my birthday. I'm just not going to wrap like and sing everything. He's like wiggling his yeah. shoulders. I'm excited. Whatever it is, it's going to be amazing because you're very thoughtful. I'm pretty sure it's going to include toilet paper roll miscellaneous fork that was left over from some takeout <laughs> and uh, old band-aid. Okay, I I'm making notes of this because this must be on his mind. Old band-aids, <laughs> fork, and toilet paper roll. All right, well, I think we still need to finish this episode off like we finish all other episodes with a speed round. Oh, yeah, because we have never asked each other. No, the speed round questions. Okay, Are you so ready? You Let start? me crack my toe knuckles and stretch. Okay. You, start. you want me to start? Sure. All right. What smell reminds you of home? home. Lemons. Lemons? Oh. You know what I mean. That sounds weird. What do you mean? Well, I know what you mean. Uh, inside joke. Yesterday oh. at dinner, Linda oh was gosh. slipping into her chair and it, it's a fabric chair and there was a big <laughs> fart sound. <laughs> And Linda was swearing up and down. It was her thumb because she just had lemon sauce on her fingers and it was her thumb lemon slipping juice. off of the, yeah, lemon, lemon juice, slipping <laughs> off the chair. And I'm like, there's no way a lemony finger on a fabric chair smells like that big a fart. You were all like accusing me and I, I guess I blurted it out so quickly that it sounded like a ready excuse that I had in my back pocket. It was not a fart. Okay, but I will be... I, I will recreate it. I will try to recreate that sound. <laughs> Perfect. I will admit, though, the smell that reminds me of home is actually my mom's cooking growing up, especially over the holidays. I could smell her baking. Mm. Bring me to the kitchen. Pumpkin pie. What is the first childhood memory that pops into your mind? Go. Um, I don't remember if this is an actual memory or if it's just like a picture I saw. That's That's a problem I have a lot. Other times, um, it is of my what are those like blow up? <laughs> you, you have a blow up doll? No, no. your, your no, childhood blow up doll. Oh my god, no. that's not a memory, that's no. a nightmare. But like, kids have those like little blow up toys. It, it's like, you don't understand. No, oh my god, it's inflatable same okay, thing okay so what was it oh my gosh it was like a kermit the frog thing it was a toy like maybe like a bite toy my next question and it had like bells in it. are you asking me no you got one more. okay um name three things on your bedside table 
I have a stack of books because I've read them all until like the last 20-ish pages. So I need to finish them. All right. And I have a remote for the vibrations of the bed. Oh, what's this now? I don't know. I was just trying to accuse you of something. No, I didn't say I have a blow-up doll under <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> I mean, if you did, that's fine. And I have... Um, Gosh, what else is on there? Uh, oh, I have the I have a Theragun for massaging my back. Yeah, it's it gets out the knots. Yeah, it does. So, what song reminds you of home? Anything from Celine Dion, or um, the Miss Saigon soundtrack, or mm. Boys to Men, mm. um, or Z- Ziggy Pop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just if I want to get if I want to get under Linda's skin, I just have to like say the wrong title for an in sync song. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh yeah, it's your. Oh me. Did I already ask you most vivid memory of home? Um, I would say um, horse horseback riding, like getting together with the family down at the the barns and sort of prepping the horses to take them out for a ride. Your perfect Sunday morning at home. Oh, okay. Waking up early, because I do actually like waking up early, contrary to Drew's face right now. Contrary to every morning. (laughs) Because you're comfy, it's hard to get out of bed. Uh, Waking up early, like right when the sun rises, and then going up to the attic and stretching and writing or doodling in the morning with a tea and smelling lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lovely Sunday morning. Yeah. What's your perfect Sunday morning at home? Oh, my perfect Sunday morning. Um, not sleeping in too much because we can get up when it's still decently early and get a little exercise in and then go for a little walk. Exercise and walk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ambitious. All right. That does sound lovely. Well, that was a delightful, speedy-ish round. That was a delightful whole conversation with you. It was. Thank you very much to everybody oh. for listening, and thank you for joining. Oh, I thought you were saying, yeah, it was a lovely conversation with me, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm good to converse with. Um, it's it's nice to walk down eco-memory lane and mm-hmm. uh, and think back to our childhood. And thanks to all of you for joining us for this little journey down our memory lane. And thank you to anyone who's going to be a part of doing something this month for their planet. Whether it's donating a dollar to plant a tree or whether it's sharing on social media or just not flushing your toilet as much. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we'll, like, if you donate, we can see your name. So we can, we should shout out our um, eco friends. Make sure to hit us up on social media if you want to be a part of what we're doing throughout the month. Lots of eco fun. Uh Uh-huh. And a huge thank you to our homies, Brandon Angelino, Annalie Bell, Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis, Wes Friend, Chris Cobain, Jessica Bryant Harvey, and Nicole Schachter. Our theme music for At Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And music is composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us. Always rate us. We love you rating and commenting. Yeah, we actually like your feedback. And we appreciate you, and we can't wait to chat with you again next week. Talk to you soon. Love you. Love you. Thanks, troops. 
I don't know I'm in a high pitched voice, but thank you.